things happen. Storms come. Sometimes we're going through a sifting process. Whatever it may be, I've got a word from the word that I believe is going to encourage you. I believe that by the time we're done, you're going to know without a doubt that God's got your back. And not only did God got your back, Satan doesn't stand a chance because God's got your back. I began last week sharing with you on this theme of intercession intervention, pointing out just as the graphic on the screen illustrates that sometimes it feels like things are beginning to fall. And maybe in your life it seems like things are falling apart. But you can count on someone always praying for you. Because the scriptures reveal and will confirm it in the word as we go on in this message. That Jesus is praying for you. 365, 24-7. He's praying for you. And see, so when things start to fall apart, what you can count on is that Jesus begins to intercede on your behalf, child of God. And when he intercedes on your behalf, the hand of the Lord interrupts, intercepts, and intervenes. And then the purpose of God, the promises of the Lord, begin to be realized in your life. And so last week I shared with you regarding when the disciples were in the storm, Jesus was up on the mountain praying for them. The Bible tells us not only was he praying for them, but he was seeing, he was watching them from the vista point that he had on that mountain. So today, I want you to know Jesus sees what you're going through. But not only does he see what you're going through, he's praying for you so that you get through what you're going through. This is why I know you're going to make it. Because Jesus is praying for you. There's a second account in the Gospel of Luke where we see this intercession, intervention. Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you. Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. I want to begin this message by pointing out several truths or realities that are revealed through these words of Jesus. The first is this. Satan needs to go through the Lord before he can touch the believer. Satan needs to go through the Lord before he can touch the believer. Again, the words of Jesus, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked. Who did he ask? He had to ask God before he could execute his plot against Peter. The second truth is this. Since you... Is plural. You will be at some time or many times in your life sifted like wheat as we are disciples who follow the Lord. Jesus said, Satan has asked to sift each of you 
like wheat. It wasn't just Simon Peter that Satan wanted to sift. He was asking permission to sift all of the disciples. Same way, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you can expect to go through a sifting season. The third truth is this. When we have passed the test, then we need to encourage others that faith will bring us through. When we have passed the test, then we need to encourage others that faith will bring us through. Are there any believers here today that God has brought you through something? All right. Then for each of you that has recognized that reality, you are now commissioned to look for somebody in the family of faith that is in the midst of a trial or sifting season and remind them they're going to get through it through their faith in the Lord, that their faith in God is not in vain. You need to remind them and tell them that your faith in the Lord got you through and that you know that their faith in God is going to sustain them, going to strengthen them, and going to help them through what they're going through today. And then the fourth truth revealed in these words of Jesus, the sifting will produce a faith that will be unshakable. I want you to know today that every test that you made through have made it through the faith in God that you've decided to exercise. What it has done, it has reinforced a conviction in you. When you've been through some stuff and you've seen the hand of God help you through, as you decided, I'm going to trust the Lord regardless of the fact that I don't know how I got through it or how I'm going to get through it, the result is your faith is solidified. Your faith is reinforced. You come to a place in your life like the Apostle Paul where you begin to declare openly because you know it as a reality. I am convinced that there is absolutely nothing that can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. You don't get there without going through some stuff. You don't get there without knowing through experience that God helped you through even when you thought you weren't going to get through. You see, this is what Jesus was saying to Peter and as well as to the disciples. The only reason why I'm allowing the enemy permission to sift you is because of what I know it's going to develop in you. What I know it's going to produce in you. It's going to produce in you an unshakable faith. Even though the devil has asked permission to shake you, he doesn't know that he's doing me a favor. He's prepping you to be able to come to a place of knowing that regardless of the shaking, I'm still faithful. Regardless of the struggle, I'm still your strength. Regardless Regardless of the storm, I'm still your Savior. It is that no matter what He does to you, you are never without recourse or resource. You have a faithful high priest right now who's interceding for you. Jesus has your back, and again, therefore, the devil doesn't stand a chance against your life. Now, in this passage here in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32, there are several truths that I see. The first is this. Jesus both forewarned and forearmed Peter for the battle. Jesus both forewarned and forearmed Peter for the battle. Watch this. The original text reads this way. 
the Satan. Simon, Simon, it says, Satan has asked. But in the original, it says, the Satan. It seems that Jesus is trying to show a connection between Satan asking for Peter here in Luke with what happened in the first chapter of Job. It's as if Jesus was saying, Peter, the same devil who harassed Job is out to get you. Let's look at Job chapter 1, verses 6 through 22. Job 1, 6 through 22. says, One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord. And the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord. I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan. Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him in his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. All right. You may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the older brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmlands. I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking... Another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, it says, another messenger arrived with the news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their older brother's home. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Job stood up. And tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb. And I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had. And the Lord has taken it away. Watch this. Praise the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin by blaming God. The devil showed up before God to ask permission to attack Job. I want you to see something. What the scripture reveals is God's got the devil on a leash. God's got the devil on a leash. I want you to understand the devil can't just do anything he wants. He can only do what he's given permission to do. And even then, God's got him on a leash. But I also want you to know that through Job, the devil may steal your property, your personnel, your progeny, 
can't steal your praise without your permission. And hear me now. If he can't steal your praise, your setback will not keep you from experiencing a comeback. What do you mean, Pastor? The devil thought he was going to destroy Job's faith. But he didn't destroy Job's faith. Because even after all these attacks, then he was given permission to attack Job physically. But Job, in the middle of not understanding what was going on, he declared, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even when he didn't understand what was transpiring, he would declare out of his own mouth, I know that my Redeemer lives. And the result was, the Bible tells us, that Job got double for his trouble. <laughs> Confirming what Joseph testified of in the book of Genesis. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You see, the devil has a plot against you, but his plot doesn't compare with God's purpose and plan for you. And the reason why I can tell you today, you're going to make it through in spite of the plot of the devil against you, is because there is one who is faithful and calling on God on your behalf right now. He is praying for you. Even though you may feel like nobody notices what you're going through, nobody understands what you're going through, Nobody is aware of what's happening with you. There is one right now who not only has his eye on you, but he is interceding for you. Woo! And that brings me to the second reality. While the devil is plotting against you, Jesus is praying for you. Woo! Let me say that again. While the devil is plotting against you, Jesus is praying for you. It tells us in the text, Jesus said, Satan has asked. The word has asked is very strong and implies successful begging. So as in the case of Job, Satan has pleaded for certain liberties with respect to Peter, and evidently his desires had been granted. But then Jesus interjects, but I have pleaded in prayer for you. I want you to note that both Satan's request and Jesus' prayer are referred to in the past tense. The grammar, watch this, indicates that at the very moment Satan sought permission to spiritually manhandle Peter, Jesus earnestly prayed for him and was successful. And the term Christ used to describe his act of prayer was unusual. When he said, I've prayed, I've prayed for you. It's the Greek word, diomaye, 
In fact, it was the first time it had been used in connection with the prayers of Christ. This word gives even greater emphasis to the idea of petitioning, asking, with a sense of need. This means Jesus was earnestly asking on behalf of Peter out of a deep sense of need. Let me tell you something that you may not recognize clearly regarding the one who's praying for you, your faithful high priest Jesus, right now. He's praying for you as if your need is his need. And you know why he's praying for you that way? Because the one who is right now your faithful high priest left heaven's glory, came to our world to experience every testing and trial that we would face. This one who is praying for me came here and experienced being deserted by those he was counting on when he most needed them present with him. This one experienced the loss of a dear friend, Lazarus. So he knows the pain of experiencing the death of someone you care for. This one knew the experience of being denied, of being betrayed, of being belittled, of being mocked, of being ridiculed. He knows what it is to be hungry. He knows what it is to be tired. The one who is praying for you right now, he is not praying from an abstract position. He personally knows what you're feeling right now, and he knows it to a greater degree than you will ever know it. He knew pain to a degree that you and I will never know. He knew what it was to be depressed and sorrowful to the point of death to a degree that you and I will never know. Why? So that when he now, as your faithful high priest, represents you in prayer before the Father, he is doing so from a deep sense of need that is acquainted and aware of the emotions that you are experiencing, the the the, 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 the experience of, of emotions as well as the pain that you He's experienced it. So we don't serve a Lord who doesn't know. He knows exactly and more of what we have experienced. And so I want you to know today, because he knows it when he prays for you, he prays with meaning. He prays with passion. He prays with earnestness. And what you got to know is that he's got the ear of the Father. And when he prays for you, I want you to understand, when the devil plots against you immediately he prays for you and I want to declare over you no matter what the devil is throwing at you what you need to know when the devil decides to throw it at you whatever that is Jesus is already throwing up a prayer for you whenever the devil throws a punch Jesus is already coming with a counter punch in prayer and then I want to draw your attention to the fact That when Jesus said, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, watch this. 
the you is plural, signifying that others would experience testing. Jesus prayed for all the disciples. John 6, 17, 6-19. He knows whew, beforehand of Peter's denial and subsequent repentance. And therefore urges him to encourage the others in their own testing. So when Jesus said, I have prayed for you. He had prayed for Peter and the disciples. In John 17, you read of the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And he prayed there in John 17, 6 through 19, that they would be kept. That they would be protected. That they would be preserved from the evil one. Jesus had already covered Peter and the disciples in prayer before the time of testing transpired. I want you to understand, even before your battle, Jesus has already got you covered. Even before your trial, Jesus has already got you covered. Even before that crisis has hit your life, Jesus already covered you in prayer. It doesn't come by a surprise. He is sustaining you through intercessory prayer. What are you saying, Pastor? To the degree that the devil is intentionally plotting against you, Jesus is intensely praying for you. And therefore, I can say with confidence, based on the text here in Luke 22, Jesus praying for you is the guarantee that failure is not final. Jesus praying for you is the guarantee that failure is not final. What did Jesus tell Peter. He said, I have prayed for you. Now the devil, he, he's wanted to sift you and the disciples. He's wanted to shake you and the disciples. And I'm praying, he said, that your faith should not fail. Jesus' prayer was that Peter's faith might not utterly collapse. Peter would fall, but not finally and ultimately, and would come back and strengthen his brothers. What are you saying, Pastor? The reason why I know you're going to make a child of God is not because I think you're stronger than what you're facing. It's not because I think you're wiser than the challenges you're dealing with. No. The reason why I know you're going to make it is because Jesus is praying for you. The reason why I'm standing here before you is not because I'm strong. Not because I'm wise. Not because I haven't fallen. Not because I haven't been tripped up. The reason why I may fall, I can, and still say, I'm gonna bounce back, is because He's praying for me. The reason why I made it through, is because He's praying for me. The reason why the storm didn't cause me to drown, is because He was praying for me while I was in the middle of the storm. The reason why, even though the devil 
devil has sifted me and been bringing circumstances to shake me and I haven't been broken is not because of me. It's because of him that he 24-7, 365 is faithfully interceding for me. Woo! He said, so when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Did you catch that? He said, so when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Did you catch that? Jesus told forth the devil's plot. And at the same time, foretold Peter's comeback. Jesus not only told him, this is what the devil's going to do. He's going to sift you. But he also said, you're going to make a comeback. Woo! Jesus was saying, I promise you, Peter. You're going to make it regardless of the sifting. And child of God, I promise you that you're going to make it regardless of the sifting. How can you say it? Because Jesus is praying for you. Jesus praying for you right now is a guarantee that what he's prophesied over you, what he's promised you, is going to come to pass. Jesus praying for you undergirds the prophecy, undergirds the promises of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And the reason why I know his word is going to be fulfilled is because he's praying for me right now. He's interceding for me right now. And because of that, I know he is going to fulfill what he has promised. Listen to me. After a setback, I know, I know I'm making a comeback. What what makes you so sure, Pastor, you may ask? I'll tell you why. Jesus' prayers for me gives me the guarantee that I'm going to bounce back even when I've been dropped down. I know that whatever the devil thought, he was going to use to keep me shut in is not going to keep me shut in. Why? Because I know Jesus is praying for me. And some of you need to make up your mind today. I'm going to quit giving the devil the satisfaction of thinking that I'm counting myself out. I may not like what's come against me. I may not like the storm. I may not like the sifting. But like Job, I'm going to praise him anyway. Because I know that when I praise him, he comes in the middle of whatever I'm going through. And what the devil thought, he was going to keep me as a shut-in in. I'm going to be broken out of to the power of the one that will show up if I will praise and magnify his name. How do I know I'm going to make it? How do I know that I'm going to have a comeback? Is because of Jesus' prayers for me. Romans 8, 34, who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Hebrews seven twenty five says, therefore, he, 
is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. The scriptures are telling us when Jesus is praying for you, you live with the confidence that failure is not fatal or final. Failure is not fatal or final when you know that Jesus is praying for you. The story of Job and Peter remind me that if the devil can steal my praise, and if Jesus is praying for me, then my setback will not keep me from making a comeback. In fact, my setback is a setup for a comeback. Why? Because I'm a believer who has chosen that regardless of what I'm going through, I'm going to praise him. Regardless of what I'm dealing with in life, I'm going to worship him. Just like we sang today, I'm going to exercise that. I'm going to declare with my mouth that I can never grow tired of telling him that he's worthy. Why? Because I know the only reason why I'm standing before you today. It's not because it's been an easy week. It's been trying. But he has been praying for me. And I've been able to endure. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You're here today because you know without a doubt, had it not been for For the Lord on my side, I would have been swallowed up by my enemies. But because the Lord was on my side, no matter what the devil plotted, no weapon formed against me has prospered. Because the Lord has been praying for me. I've been through some storms. I've been through some sifting. But I can declare I'm still here. I'm still here. Why am I still here? Because I know that not only my Redeemer lives, but my High Priest ever lives, making intercession for me. I want you to think of that right now. And I want you to get your praise on. Why? Because as we sang, this is the day that the Lord has made. We ought to rejoice knowing that no matter what we're going through, we're going to get through it. How do we know that? Because he's praying for us. How do we know it? Because he's interceding for us. I want you to get a hold of this. Not only was his love demonstrated when he died on a cross, but even now he's showing you, I still love you. I'm praying for you every day. You can count on my love. I'm interceding for you. I got to heaven to keep on interceding. Keep on working. Keep on calling out on your behalf. This is why, regardless of the accusations of the devil, when I have a slip up, when I fall, when I make a mistake, or when I find myself entangled by sin and I end up on the ground, I'm not going to stay down. I'm going to bounce back. Why? Because I know in the court of heaven, the one that's my high priest is also my advocate. He's my attorney and he's going to plead on my behalf. That's what gives me confidence. It's not because I'm strong. It's not because I'm wise. It's because I serve one who continues to defend, who continues to stand up for me, who continues to pray for me, who continues to cover me. You're going to make it, child of God, because of Jesus. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. This is the day that the Lord, not you, not me, He's made it. This day of victory, He's made it. Pastor, do you think I'm going to make it? Oh, I know you're going to make it. Because He's praying for you. He's praying for me.
Lord, we thank you. I can never grow tired of telling you you're worthy. I thank you that you cut my back. And therefore, the devil doesn't stand a chance. No weapon formed against me will prosper. You're not only the God who goes before me. You're my rear guard. (laughs) And you give your angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. When I woke up this morning, your mercies were new. And as I'm walking out this day, I'm followed by mercy and goodness. You've got me covered. Right now, Jesus, just like you said to Peter, you're saying to each one of us, but I have pleaded in prayer for you. I've been pleading in prayer for you. I've been covering you. If you ever wondered, does anybody know? If you ever wondered, you've been up at night and the thought comes but does anybody know you're saying to us I know because I neither slumber nor sleep and when you're struggling I'm there pleading for you I'm interceding for you for me truly is eternal it's not just at the cross but right now you're showing you're demonstrating how much you love me you plead for me This altar's open right now. Some of you are going through storms. Some of you are in the sifting season. I would invite you to come, draw near to God. And as you come, I want you to know the Lord has you covered. Just like you're crying out, Jesus is pleading for you. That's why I know you're going to make it. I know you're going to make it because Jesus is pleading for you. Those of you watching online, there's some of you in the storm right now. Some of you are going through a sifting season right now, but I'm saying that you're going to make it. You're going to make it because of his intercession. Get ready. There's an intervention. 
There's an intervention. He's going to intervene, right? He's going to intervene. And as this song is sung, I'm going to continue to invite you to come forward. If you know right now, I need the strength of God. I just need Him to come and strengthen me. Some of you need, as we heard at the beginning of this service, you need to be renewed. You've been tired. You've been weary. You've been going through a season of sifting or storm. And you need to be renewed in strength. Well, the Lord's ready to renew your strength. I invite you to come. And as you draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. Thank you, Jesus.